after the Chargers offense really struggled against the Cowboys in the first of their joint practices, the defense got revenge on Thursday when the Chargers' run defense was throttling a talented Dallas rushing attack and giving a little glimmer of hope that maybe that unit can make big strides in 2022. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for over six seasons. We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But, David, after hearing some rough reports coming out of yesterday's practice or Wednesday's practice, it was nice to hear some nice things about the Chargers' defense on Thursday because it seems like when you looked at any Chargers article that was coming out of practice, it was run defense dominates, which is a big deal against a good Cowboys offensive line and a good Cowboys rushing attack. So we'll talk about some of the guys who stood out there before getting into some of the guys we need to see stand out in the preseason because some guys didn't show up in the first preseason game. So we're going to talk about if guys like Asante Samuel Jr. can bounce back and try to get his starting spot back because that seemingly belongs to Michael Davis right now. And hopefully Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton will give us something nice to think about after having a really rough practice against a very talented Dallas front. But today's episode is brought to you by Elias. Their app lets you access the team, play your stats, head-to-head team comparisons, give yourself the edge this NFL season, find Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or Play Store today. David, not much could make me feel better. I mean, coming out of practice, if you're talking about somewhere where the Chargers really need an improvement, it was the run defense. So it was really nice to see that today. Every single Chargers article is saying, hey, not only did the run defense look better, it was straight dominant at the uh, Chargers-Cowboys practice. I mean, I must be dreaming because after last year, it felt like it was just nothing but nightmares because the Chargers run defense was horrible. They were third worst in the league, giving up an average of 139 rushing yards per contest. Hmm. When your opposing (laughs) offenses have that much success running the football, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Sure. They get those early down in distances. Their play action is much more effective and you can't really do anything that you want to on the defensive side because things are getting dictated to you. So when you hear that the chargers who by all accounts spend a lot of money on shoring up that specific issue in the off season, and you hear that they're coming out here and they're dominating against a very, very good rushing tandem with the Dallas Cowboys coupled with a great offensive line. It's music to your ears. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw it a little bit in the first preseason game, right, David? I mean, in the first preseason game, the Rams only ran for 109 yards on 35 carries. That's 3.1 yards per carry average. And that was with Bryce Perkins running around like crazy, right? I mean, if you just count the running backs and the one receiver carry, Last week, it was 27 carries for 70 yards for the Rams offense. That's 2.6 yards per carry. Sign me up. Obviously, it's preseason. These aren't the guys you're going to be playing against. But I do do think it shows, you know, what the depth is right there with guys who can perform well in those regards, like a Braden Fajoko, right, and some other guys that are coming up. The depth is much better. You have waves of guys who are better at stopping the run and all fitting 
more nicely into Brandon Staley's defense, which is a big part of this year. But just to talk about some of the you know guys who stood out, according to Daniel Popper, Sebastian Joseph Day had a tackle for loss and a tackle for no gain. Drew Tranquil had two run stuffs. Amen Ogbong Bamiga had a run stuff. It just seemed like everyone was contributing, but it's hard not to go back to the source of that. And I think the guy really leading the way there, and that's Sebastian Joseph Day. And like, I mean, we saw him slamming Austin Eckler on the ground, right? And that kind of is turning into something a little bit chippy. He plays with just the right amount of edge where it doesn't become, you know, something that's going to cost your team. But he's right there on like, hey, I'm going to bring the energy. I'm going to bring the passion. I'm going to trash talk and do all these things. But I'm going to follow through and, you know, walk the walk as well. Well, he just brings an attitude to the in the middle of your defensive line. It's just a guy that hasn't been there before. I mean, you've had serviceable guys there. You, you know, you've had a Brandon Meebane there. You've had Linval Joseph there. Guys that, you know, they show up, they get their job done. But Sebastian Joseph Day brings a different kind of swagger, a different yeah. a different kind of energy. Uh, hey, I'm I'm going to beat you and I'm going to talk trash and I'm going to let you know about it all game long. And I love that attitude. And it, I think it meshes well with guys like Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and Derwin James. They just all have yeah. that same attitude of wanting to beat you every single rep. And it's been sorely missed, and he's going to be so impactful. I don't know how we can quantify it, and I don't know if it's going to be quantifiable with stats, but his presence in the middle is going to be a huge reason why the Chargers run defense is a lot better this season. Yeah, and I mean, and we're not talking about preseason here, right? Like, this is almost in some ways a lot more valuable than that because this was the Chargers defense going up against the Dallas Cowboys starting offensive line with Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. You know what I mean? This is... Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard running at you, right? The same guys who ran for 198 yards against you in week two last <sighs> year at an average of 6.4 yards per carry. So although, yeah. you know, this isn't tackling to the ground, you never know how it is. Still, I mean, just to hear that, oh, hey, there's no holes to run through. Like the linebackers and safeties are finding themselves free to go make plays, as Popper put it, which is exactly what they were lacking last year. And I think the big difference is, David, is, before they tried to keep putting a Band-Aid on like a knife wound, right? Like it was yeah. just, hey, we'll throw a Brandon Meebane at the problem. We'll throw a Limbaugh Joseph at the problem. Yeah. This year, it seems like they've totally reconstructed that unit, right? You get Sebastian Joseph Day, and you get a guy like Austin Johnson, and you get a guy like Morgan Fox to come compete on the interior as well. You get another step from Braden Fehoko, and now you're seeing it start to come together. And you also got Khalil Mack, who can't be under, you know, stated in this part of it. Because, yes, the defensive tackles are a big part of it. Khalil Mack is a monster, and this was the note Nick Cothra from Sports Illustrated had from today's practice. Khalil Mack had his way busting into the backfield with power moves and inflicting pressure regularly during pass attempts. He worked off each edge facing Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele. I tallied two sacks for Mack, one in which he blatantly beat his man and another one on a coverage sack. And I also read somewhere else that he had a tackle for loss as well. And like that dude is going to bring another element. As much as Sebastian Joseph Day is going to bring that energy, bring that attitude, Khalil Mack brings another level of physicality that this defense has desperately missed, and that has shown up repeatedly. Yesterday, or at Wednesday's practice, it led to an interception, right? And he had another big pressure as well against Tyron Smith. And then today, you're hearing him just absolutely causing havoc. I just I can't stop smiling when, when, when you're just when you're talking about Khalil Mack, man. It's so exciting because this guy is the truth, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are really doubting him and what he brings to the table. And he feels it and, and and you you hear it and you see it because it's there's that quiet, that quietness, that quiet confidence of I know you're doubting me. And I know there's a lot of people out there that think that I'm over the hill and, and I don't have I don't have any left any gas left in the tank. But 
clearly he still does. And he is him. Khalil Mack is still that dude. He's still going out there and wrecking shop. Uh, absolutely destroying tackles. And by the way, Tyron Smith is one of the best tackles in the NFL. So, you know, no issues with power, (laughs) no issues with getting to the quarterback and no issues with stopping in the run. He is that type of complete player. And he does bring a much, much better physical presence to that edge. This is a guy that's going to set the edge and dominate the edge and dare you to try to beat him because you're probably not going to. Yeah, you're probably not. I mean, I think what surprised me is just the power for sure. Like seeing yeah. him, you know, bull rush against a guy like Rashawn Slater, who we know is, you know, fantastic. All pro super strong. Player. Yeah. Seeing what he's been able to do to lesser offensive linemen that aren't named Rashawn Slater and just abusing other dudes like that obviously, you know, shows itself off. But just the speed too. you know, how quickly he gets off the ball, how quickly he can convert that speed to power and just how quickly he goes zero to 60 right in the four feet that he has before he's making contact with the tackle. It's really a sight to see. Like it's another kind of like Derwin James situation where it's like, it's a different level than even these guys who are at a different level. Well, you see it and you're like, that's just different from everyone else. No, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it it is different for sure. But Michael Davis also made a play at practice today. He had a pass breakup today on Thursday's practice, and then he had an interception off Dak Prescott in Wednesday's practice. And now, David, we might have to get more comfortable with the fact that he might be the starting cornerback when things open up week one. And Asante Samuel Jr. definitely has something to prove in the preseason. So we're going to get into them. And the other defenders that the Chargers are going to have to, you know, see a lot more for from, I think, you know, in this upcoming game. But I do need to tell you guys that if you are in a pinch, that there's one place to go if you need a little bit of extra money, and that is by getting the Dave app. We've all been in a situation at some point where we're a little tight on cash and maybe you can only afford a few gallons of gas or you needed a little extra money for groceries. Well, with Dave, they can really help you out with that because when you get Dave, it's a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, more money to buy a wedding gift, or more money to catch up on bills. I can tell you guys that I've been in a pinch several times during the whole wedding process and everything, and Dave is exactly what I needed because I could have t- finally tackled all of those expenses that were kind of holding me down, and now... This is something that you guys should really know about because I think we've all kind of been in a situation where you could use a little bit. And the great thing about it is there's no interest and no credit check necessary. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Just download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-B-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. All right, David. Well, the Chargers are about to open up their second preseason game on Saturday night against the Dallas Cowboys, the hated Dallas Cowboys, even though they're not a rival. I mean, it's just (laughs) one of those things. But one of the most, I think, honestly, interesting things that's kind of happened and developed throughout training camp is the competition between Michael Davis and his hot day senior junior a competition we weren't even thinking was going to be much of a competition last year because Michael Davis was coming off of his worst season as a pro by a lot of metrics, right? And then after getting a big contract. And Asante Samuel Jr. came in and impressed right away as a second-round corner, right? And, I mean, it seemed like out of the two of them, Asante definitely had the better season. Michael Davis, right, talks about distractions, having to come back from that. And it seems like he has because if there's been one kind of switch over the last couple weeks, it's Michael Davis getting more of the first-team reps Asante Samuel Jr. getting less of the first team reps and working more with the second team. 
And the one time we've seen these dudes in the preseason, David, last week, it was Michael Davis getting a pass breakup, right, and having a, a couple nice physical tackles. And it's Ade Samuel Jr. getting called for a defensive pass interference, albeit, you know, being in pretty good position and probably should have had an interception on it. Yeah. This is a huge matchup that I'm watching in preseason game number two because this is a competition that Brandon Staley, right after we talked about, said, yeah, that is a competition that's open. Michael Davis seems to be leading it right now, and it seems like now Asante has to play catch-up. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, Daniel, we're, we're seeing a situation here where Michael Davis is marrying the physical gifts that he has with the knowledge of the scheme, and, and that's what we're seeing out there evolving and manifesting in front of our eyes. We always knew that Michael Davis had all of the athletic ability in the world. He has the height. He has the length. He has the speed. If he puts that together and marries that with the knowledge of the scheme and being able to go out there and just let his physical gifts take over and not think and just play fast, this is a dude that can be a very, very good corner in this league. We've seen good flashes from Michael Davis. So if he continues to play like he's playing and make these great plays, you know, pick off Dak Prescott and go out there and smack dudes and run support. I mean, you were talking about catnip for coaches. I mean, you go out there and and you, you, you hit that crack replace uh, as a corner and you make that physical tackle and run support. That's exactly what your defensive coaches want to see. So for Michael Davis, he's just got to keep doing what he's doing because obviously it's working. And for Sant, um, definitely this is an opportunity for to go out there and show everybody that he's still a fantastic member of this team and has a lot of skills that he needs to bring to the table. So I just want to see both of these guys go out there and battle it out. It's uh, It's been very interesting. A battle we didn't see coming, but a battle we know is definitely there. Yeah, for sure. And really, I mean, this is just where it's at at this point. Does it mean that Michael Davis is automatically starting week one? No, but yeah. like the open training camp practices are over. Like training camp really is kind of over to a certain extent. Yeah, right? Winding I mean, down. Yeah, Thursday was the last time anyone's really going to be allowed to watch those practices. Now it goes into more like a regular week of practice where you really don't know everything that's going on there, right? And you're not getting yeah. all the reports out. And this is where it stands right now. I mean, Asade Seymour Jr. is obviously super talented. Oh, yeah. But athletically, Michael Davis is also very talented as well. And I mean, having Asante yes. Seymour Jr., I don't think this means anything as far as a broad stroke on his career, not starting going into his second season. But I think it just shows you, hey, these guys – are really in a, a heated competition right now. And I think Michael Davis is playing well, and it seems like he deserves the snaps that he's getting. And that's a good thing for Chargers fans, too. It sucks to not see your second round pick out there in Asante Samuel Jr. He's not done yet, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot more to say about it because I think his ball skills and his instincts are better than Michael Davis's if he yeah. gets a chance to show him. And I think both of them will still be involved, kind of no matter how it plays out. But it's going to be exactly. one of those dudes who's out there a lot more. The rest of the defense, I think it's the defensive line, David, that I'm watching based on what happened last week in the preseason, which was Morgan Fox really creating some separation between him and Jerry Tillery as far as yeah. that first interior defensive lineman that's coming in in pass rushing situations. Now, I mean, Jerry Tillery has a lot of ground to make up, at least in my mind, as far as, I mean, he did have a good practice on Thursday, reportedly. Yeah. So he had a sack. He had two good one-on-ones going up yep. against backups. Sack was against backups as well, but. This dude still has a lot to prove. We're going to see him as we did not see him in the preseason last year, and I think he has a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, everyone's seeing now that we definitely should have seen Jerry Tillery in the preseason last year because we see him through one preseason game, and it was not a pretty sight. You know, this is a first-round pick that's going up against guys that are not even guaranteed to make the team, 
and he's getting pushed back. You know, so I, I need yeah, to see that. He was that getting driven reverse. off the ball for sure. Yeah, he was getting driven off the ball, and and I, I can't see that again in this game. I, I got to see you know the the flashes and the reasons why he became that first round pick, and his problems have always been the same. It's been right. the consistency. It's, you know, the flashes have always been there and, and maybe today was one of those flashes, but it's about putting those flashes and stacking those on top of each other. And then that's where the consistent consistency comes into play. So I want to see that from Jerry Tillery here in this preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys go out there and dominate because right now the guy that's playing that was brought in to play the same position as you is dominating and is flashing and is making plays uh, in Morgan Fox. And I think if you continue to not play well, then there is a realistic situation where you might find yourself not on this football team. You're back to the Jerry Tillery doesn't make the team take. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I need to brace myself for a second. David's been flip-flopping on this entire, I mean, it's a, it's been a roller coaster ride for sure. I still think he makes the team. I still think they're intrigued by his physical skills and stuff like that. They didn't pick up the fifth year option. There's not a ton invested in it, but they don't have a lot invested in cutting him either. It doesn't save them right. much except for that roster spot. That money all goes to dead money if they cut him. He's already paid for the season. But I think that the other part of the defensive line room watching Kim Braden Fehoko keep it up right was impressive last week. He's been impressive again this week yes. in practice, according to everyone that was out there. He's been a force. Saw his dad on the Jumbotron last week. Hopefully we see a little bit more of that because that was an so awesome. awesome. As well. <laughs> Haley Elwood also just had a great article uh, talking with him. But as far as the defense goes, David, the other two guys I think I'm looking at especially are JT Woods and Dean Leonard for different yes. reasons. I mean, yeah. JT Woods is the guy that would have, if he had come out and crush camp, would have a chance to be in the rotation at safety and get some snaps on the field, right? Whether it's a handful yeah. or however much. But to be that maybe sixth defensive back on the field, to be the guy that helps Derwin James move around and stuff, he had a very slow start, and he's had some struggles during training camp. Alohi Gilman, right, is, seems to be the guy ahead of him on the roster right now as far as the depth chart goes. And then with Dean Leonard, obviously, hey, you got smoked last week, kid. You had really good coverage on a lot of those plays. Can you learn from that? Is this the week we see Dean Leonard turn his head around and get three interceptions, right? These are things that these couple of young DBs I'm going to be watching closely. That exactly. I mean, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, you, you put on the tape and you see Dean Leonard in a lot of very good positions and really being sticky in coverage. But now it's about being able to watch the tape and make the adjustments and then go out there and show everybody that you can correct those issues. If he does go out there and he turns his head around and he stays in phase like he did before. I mean, then you really have somebody you, you really have something in a late round pick. And then for JT Woods, you know, you saw the ball skills with the interception. Uh, I want to see the tackling skills and, and and not against your own team. OK, against right. the other team. Don't be ta don't be tackling your own teammates in this game. That's not a not a uh, great look. Uh, yeah. 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 But for yeah, for JT Woods, uh, again, I'm going to be very, very um, intrigued to see him yeah. play out there. And I want to see some improvement from both of these young guys. Yeah, and with JT Woods, you can see the talent. It's intriguing, oh, yeah. right? It's like there. You, you see why the Chargers were super intrigued by him. Is the process going to maybe take a little bit longer? You know, yeah. I mean, it might yeah. for sure, but that that's nothing to be concerned about. And I think no. when you see those kind of rare gifts and how well he moves around on the field, it's like, okay, well, that's worth investing with. Let's let's coach this guy up. Yeah. The growing and pains let's are mold him there. into, you know, a guy that can cover a ton of ground for us in the secondary because the trigger is there, right? The ball skills are there, Absolutely. the tackling. This is another chance to show that he's made, you know, some strides in that. But on the offensive side, there's something much more dire as far as, you know, how it's going to impact the Chargers this season. And that's the right tackle situation, right, with 
Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton both having a rough week. Can they bounce back in the preseason and have a really strong game? We'll also talk about if DeAndre Carter can show up in the preseason after being quiet last week. We'll see if he can start making some plays. You're probably getting thrown to by Chase Daniel. So we're going to get into the guys who we are looking at closely going into the second preseason game on offense. Coming up right after this, but I do need to tell you guys about something that is near and dear to my heart, and it's therapy. Something that I got way more into, especially during COVID, when you're stuck at home so much. And I think when people think about therapy, they think of, you know, a ton of money having to go to an office and all those things. And it doesn't have to be that way with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy that will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist so you don't have to save up all the anxieties till the next week when you go get to meet with your therapist. And you can schedule a weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to get the right fit for you. And one of the things I love about BetterHelp, you will get fitted with someone that you want. It's very easy to get a different therapist. You need to go in, try a few different people out, right? And they're very helpful with that to find you the person that's going to help you with your therapy the most. Right now, they have a special, since you guys listen to this show, they have a special offer for our listeners. If you get 10, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, David, we talked about the guys on the defensive side, but I mean, my eyes are going to be, it's going to be hard not to be glued to what Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton are going to be doing. And maybe even the rotations of who the Chargers throw out there at right tackle in the second preseason game, see if they want to mix things up a little bit. But Trey Pipkins got destroyed by Micah Parsons this week, as a lot of people have, and Storm Norton found that out the hard way in week two of the 2021 season, right? That was his welcome to the NFL moment, if you ask me. But uh, I want to see something good, even if it's against backups, David, this weekend. Give me something that makes me feel a little bit better about the right tackle situation, because after you go through a week like this, it starts bringing up all the main concerns that we had going into training camp and going into the offseason, and the reason we think the Chargers' first-round pick next year is still going to be a right tackle. Yeah, and again, let's let's remember, hey, that they didn't do any prep work going into these two joint practices. It doesn't matter, though, on the, the one-on-ones. Cowboys. When you're getting yeah. smoked in one-on-ones and it has nothing to do with the scheme, that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that does, that, yeah, that doesn't make you feel good. No, it, it does not. So going into this preseason game, you definitely want to see some high-quality play out of both of these guys. You want to see all of those reasons why people were saying, hey, these guys are vastly improved. Storm Norton. Including Brandon Staley. Tra- Tra- yeah, including your head coach says, hey, these guys are better versions of themselves. Okay, show it to me because we got some bad feelings uh, in our heart and in our minds right now about what that right tackle situation, a little bit of deja vu in, in a negative way. You know, you saw a lot of, of subpar play last year and you want to see that improve. It has to improve. The Chargers have Super Bowl aspirations and for this to be a position where they didn't find the need to address and bring somebody in from outside of the organization and they had the faith and the confidence that these two guys were going to show enough to be improved enough. Okay, well, if if you guys have the confidence, then I need the players to go out there and show me why you should have that confidence. 
And, and all of this stuff is teach tape too, right? That you can oh, get yeah. better off of these bad moments. I know Brandon Staley's hoping that they get better off of the ungame playing scrimmage against the Cowboys where they had a bunch of exotic things thrown at them. Yeah. And that's happened to the Chargers. Think about the Patriots game the last two years, really. Think about yeah, the, the Ravens, Ravens game. game from last Ugh. year. I mean, there's times where things get thrown at them Ugh. and they have to adjust on the fly. They didn't seem to adjust on the fly well during the practice where everyone was getting beat on the offensive line. And I'm not super concerned about the offensive line overall. Yeah, But you did want someone else to be at least part of that competition besides those two dudes. It hasn't been like that, and they're getting the equal reps. And the only thing we know about that situation right now is that both of them are going – or that the competition is basically still open, according to yeah. Brandon Saley and what he had to say. So they're going to continue to evaluate until we feel like we're ready. And time is running out. But, I mean, it, it can still be a lot better and, and still be kind of, you know, not enough to some degree with what they get at right tackle. Brandon Staley, when asked about, you know, who's winning, basically – so my evaluation is they're both much better football players. That's great and all, but are they good football players, right? That's a different story. I mean, I right. think at this point, yes, these guys can still get better. They're both obviously still learning and still trying to improve for sure. Yeah. But it's going to come at you real quick in real live game action where the regular season games and only a 17-game season are ultra important, and it can be one of those plays that derails a game, right? And that's obviously yeah. what you're trying to avoid the most. It's not all doom and gloom. These dudes can still be a lot better, and they were top five offense with a worse version of Storm Norton last year is what Brandon Staley is telling you. So the yeah. offense will be still be fine. It, it still is something where they can definitely work around it and still be a lot better at that spot. Let's get to the wide receivers, David, you know, and DeAndre Carter specifically, because he scored another touchdown this week in joint practices against the Cowboys. And now, you know, seven or eight touchdowns during training camp so far. Will we see it in the preseason? Last week, he barely got any snaps. So it's like, is he just that much a part of the offense already that we're not really going to get to see him? But I mean, with Josh Palmer, Jalen Guy, and I think those guys' roles are kind of concrete at this point. I don't think anyone's gaining any major separation there. But it would be good to see, you know, how hard DeAndre Carter actually is to tackle to the ground when he gets the ball in open space. Well, I feel like I'm getting teased, Daniel. I just I hear about all of these touchdowns getting, you know, scored by DeAndre Carter uh, everywhere, every single day. And you don't day. have to get tackled if <laughs> you catch the ball in the end zone. <laughs> think about that. Exactly you know? right. Yeah. Too smart, too smart. But hey, I want to see it. You know, I want to see those touchdowns. I want to see that explosiveness and that quickness. And, you know, I want to see those plays that you're making when the ball is in your hand. So, yeah, definitely want to see something out of DeAndre Carter. And I understand they're not playing their premium scheme here in the preseason. They're not trying to, you know, give any of their cards away. They're not trying to show anybody anything that they got wrapped up. But, I mean, show me something, okay? (laughs) Just give give me a little glimpse of why... The Chargers are so excited about DeAndre Carter on offense. And Michael Bandy on offense. He's a guy and we're going to be watching Bandy. closely. Will he be the MVP of the second preseason game after being the Chargers' best offensive player, at least throughout the game, right, last week in that first game? And Joe Reed was yeah. the second best receiver in that game. And anything with receivers, like, you have to kind of take with a grain of salt because they're all getting thrown to by Chase Daniel, right, or Stephen Stick <laughs> yeah. in a lot of these situations. So that's going to maybe limit something. You know, you saw really last week with Josh Palmer, but – You know, I am interested because those dudes could be fighting for a six wide receiver role on this team. And that is a competition where both those dudes had good weeks last week. Maybe one of them separates a little bit more this week, but both have looked really good and I'm excited. Now the running backs, David, I think the running back situation probably hasn't changed too much after the last preseason game, right? And where we saw it was basically Josh Kelly, then a little bit of a gap, then Isaiah Spiller, and then a gap, and then Larry Roundtree. But one of the things you brought up before the show is just like, I'm really watching Larry Roundtree in this game because as we see it, David, there is some separation already with those top three running backs and Larry Roundtree. And like 
how much time's left? It might be kind of code red time for Larry Roundtree to kind of make something happen here. Hey, the, like the sand in the hourglass, you know, the, the time is running out for Larry Roundtree. And if we <laughs> see the same thing that we've seen last year and also in, in action this year with him just not making those plays that, you know, that you need to see from the running back position, then he might, you know, might be looking at the outside. He might be on the outside looking in. And so if he doesn't come out here and perform in this preseason game and really make some plays and really make some catches, he's going to have to make some strides, look good in pass protection. He's going to have to make a statement here or else he might find himself out of this competition. I mean, there is a lot of great running backs there, at least from what we've seen. So for Larry Roundtree, you know, you're going to have to show me something in this game or else, you know, it it could be a, a different situation for you. Yeah, roster construction-wise, I mean, are they going to keep four running backs and a full back, whether that's Xander Horvath and Gabe Neighbors? And it goes without saying we're all excited to see Xander Horvath <laughs> in the second preseason game. And oh, yes. that show, man. But I, I think it's just a roster question. Is you know, If there's four running backs, okay, yeah. I mean, he probably has a good chance to make it over Letty Brown and Kevin Marks Jr. But, like, yeah, do they feel the need to keep Larry Roundtree around after, you know, a, a pretty – bummer of a rookie season and and not really sizzling during this Chargers training camp in the first game of the preseason I don't know I don't know if they keep him around but I know that he definitely helps his chances if he goes off on Saturday night and we did hear from Brand Staley that we are going to get to see a little bit more of those undrafted free agent rookies maybe if there are four backs maybe one of them makes a run for it because Brand Staley did say that both those dudes Letty Brown Jr. or Kevin Marks Jr. and Letty Brown are both going to be playing the second half after each of them or combined they only had one carry last week yeah, I mean, they, they, they caught the ball not, uh, well out of the backfield. And, and I'm excited you know, to see him, though. Yeah, and, yeah, they made themselves available in the flats, and, you know, that was you know that was good. But, I mean, I want to see you run the football. I mean, that's yeah. that's your main main job, and I, they're going to get a lot of opportunities to do that yeah. um, playing the entire second half. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I'm excited to see Isaiah Spiller, too, right? Give me oh, more yeah. of that. I want to see as much of that Definitely. as I can before the Inject uh, it into my veins, season. Daniel. Let's go. I don't – I mean, he – Far and away led all the Chargers and carries last week. I don't know if it'll be the same, especially when it, Brandon Taylor is basically telling you right now he's not going to play in the second half. Yeah. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. But I do, I'm interested in the running back position for sure. But there's a lot of things we're going to be keeping an eye on. And then after this game, we'll know a lot more of where guys stand, right? We're just going to be keeping an eye on who is playing, how many snaps, who is playing in what rotations with what units. A lot of things can be deciphered in the, you know, preseason games that have nothing to do with after the ball is snapped, just in how many plays these guys are playing because we have seen some trends with Brandon Staley and how you know where kind of guys are at in his mind and how much those guys are playing like Tyron Johnson playing 47 snaps in the third preseason game last year but yeah. that's gonna wrap things up for today's show we are going I know we put out six shows this week six shows this week thank you guys so much for supporting us and watching all of those shows it's been a long week but we're still going to try to tomorrow get after the show and give you at least a little bit of taste of something or at least an instant reaction or something. So make sure you are following everywhere to make sure you don't miss it. You can subscribe on subscribe on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from, whether that's po- Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. Make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. That always means a lot to us. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen as always because we always strive to be your first listen. But if you need a second listen with Fantasy Football right around the corner, Make sure you guys are checking out the Lockdown and Fantasy Podcast, the Lockdown Fantasy NFL Podcast, where you guys right now can get in on the action because the Lockdown Fantasy Football and Lockdown Dynasty shows 
are starting August 22nd, bringing you the daily top 10 list for each position. That's something you're definitely going to want to have in your back pocket. But you guys will probably be hearing from us on Saturday or tomorrow as you're hearing this to give you a little bit of after game reaction. But to make sure you guys don't miss the show, you can also find it on all of our social media. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers, and you can also find our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. As far as me and David go, you can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrogTalkSD. His DMs are always open. We will get into some fan mail stuff probably this week for sure. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, you can call into 323-524-7924. But the next time you guys will hear from us, we'll have our game reactions from the Chargers second preseason game. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.